course, for this week's letter to Hong Kong, which comes from uh, legislator Charles Mock, representing the IT functional constituency. The following program is a personal view program. The High Court ruling nine days ago to disqualify four legislators from our legislature has set off a political storm in Hong Kong. Just two weeks after Carrie Lam took over as the chief executive, the ruling was unprecedented in Hong Kong, both in its nature and the number of legislators affected. First and foremost, the removal from office of the four legislators, Leung Kwok Hong, Lau Siu Lai. Laden Law and Edward Yu means the disqualification of over one hundred and twenty thousand votes that were cast for them in the two thousand sixteen election held just about ten months ago. If we include the votes received by Leung Chonghang and Yao Wai Cheng, the other two legislators who were disqualified earlier, the votes of over one hundred and eighty thousand voters were discarded. Representing over eight percent of all the votes cast, removing six of the seventy legislators in the council, or nine percent of the total number of legislators. As a result of these disqualifications, the balance of political power in Lechko is immediately and artificially altered, with the Democrats now being in the minority in both geographical constituency and functional constituency groups. Meaning that we, the Democrats, no longer hold the veto power on amendments or rule changes proposed by Lechko members. In other words, the administration and the pro-establishment camp now have the numbers they need to ram through any controversial bills, amendments, or rule changes in Lechko. Rolling over the Democrats, despite the fact that we, the opposition, actually holds the majority of the popular votes in the 2016 election. Yet these disqualifications were unjust, not only because of the magnitude and effects, but the way that they were initiated by the previous notorious C.Y. Leung administration. First. That administration took the unusual measure to disqualify legislators based on their behaviors or wordings during their oath-taking, despite the fact that many other legislators in previous terms all made similar acts, and these acts were actually approved by the previous and present Lechko presidents. Moreover, actions taken by the C.Y. Leung administration must have prompted the reinterpretation. Of the Basic Law, on oath-taking by the National People's Congress Standing Committee with retrospective power. Last week, even Professor Albert Chang Hong Yi, widely seen as a pro-Beijing Basic Law expert, wrote in an article that while he believes the NPCSC had the power to reinterpret the Basic Law, the disqualified legislators. Could only act in accordance to their understanding and knowledge of the law and legal precedents at the time of their actions at the oath-taking, and if their actions then were judged based on new and later reinterpretation of the law, it would be greatly unjust to them, as modern legal concepts usually would place significant restrictions on the effects of legal changes with retrospective effects.
But looking beyond this conflict between China's legal system with Hong Kong's common law system, the political effects on Hong Kong with the robbing of almost one tenth of our citizens' votes cast and almost one tenth of our duly elected legislators. Or from the opposition camp must be the focus of the attention of our citizens. Last Wednesday, in the final meeting this year of Lechko's Finance Committee, the vetting of the 3.6 billion dollars funding for quality education enhancements was met with stormy protests. It was much more than a show of emotion after the disqualification judgment. While these educational funding measures were largely proposed by many of us in the democratic camp, when the last administration cut funding, we were still faced with the challenge of passing this funding request in a most politically tense period. It was indeed a test of both the democrats' unity and our political will as a bloc. In the past week, we had many long meetings among us, the democrats. Where we found large agreements on principal grounds, but also significant differences in our preferred strategies and actions, we also knew that we must balance well against putting the well-being of citizens on the line. In this case, many of the teachers, students, and their families that will be affected by this funding. In the end, the educational funding was approved. Along with several other funding applications, including one involving the building and refurbishment of three hospitals, some people may look at us and say that the Democrats were divided. But we know that the Democrats are a diverse group of people and political parties. We share the same values for democracy, rule of law, and social justice. We may have different ideas on our tactics, but so do our supporters. Whether some of us are labelled as progressives or moderates, we must remember that even though our supporters also have diverse views, they also expect us to act united and together. It's a tough act, but we have no choice but to find this balance in order to win back the balance we hold in our legislature, which is still the most important fort we must keep. In order to continue our fight for justice, democracy, and political rights for the people, for Chief Executive Carrie Lam, the ball is now on her court. She cannot expect the relation with the legislature to be business as usual when she gives her first policy address in October. She must find ways to defuse the time bombs left by Cui Leung. Some people have mentioned some conditions for her handling of the current political crisis, such as that her administration should not initiate more disqualification cases against other legislators, and not act to support the civil cases already brought against some other legislators. Also, by-elections should be held as soon as possible to avoid prolonging the unfair imbalance in Lechko. And not to hold the by-elections in such a way that the results may be swayed by putting more than one vacant seat in a by-elections in a particular district. She should also not pursue any controversial laws such as Article Twenty Three legislation during this period of unfair imbalance in Lechko, 
And finally, as even Professor Albert Chan proposed, the government should not pursue the cost of the litigation of the four disqualified legislators. But she has to do more. Ultimately, we are talking about the sharing of political power with those of us, the Democrats, who got the majority of the electoral votes. Before we can even think about genuine universal suffrage, the government must listen to alternative views and take different opinions into consideration in its policy making and infrastructure projects. Whether or not Carrie Lam can dig herself out of the hole Siwai Leung put her in will determine if her honeymoon period will truly be over when Leshko reconvenes in October. This is the true test for her.